0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season two of the Five Hundred Five Podcast. Roll the new intro. It is so good to be back with you guys. Feels right. We're back, dude. And, it, and it's and a little cold in LA today.
1: It's a little cold. We wish. I wish we would have coordinated so we didn't all do this where we all just fucking wore the same thing. But um. Oh. But we look good. Actually, yours looks pretty. Oh, mine's kind of nice, too. Yeah. uh,
0: Merch dropped.
1: Oh. It's out. It is linked
0: below. Y'all been asking for it, and it's finally out. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited that we, we put so much energy into making these the perfect hoodies, getting a great hat. They're
1: really nice Really hoodies. nice hoodie, you Like, know? really good quality stuff. Your girlfriend
0: or your boyfriend's going to want to steal
1: the hoodie, is yeah, what I'm trying to sure, Yeah, for sure, dude. This I thing's mean, getting out of your closet immediately. Chloe took mine off, and that's your girlfriend. <laughs> She's still mine for a while.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, that, but seriously,
2: like, we worked like for a while to try to find one the right like blank to put the hoodies mm-hmm. on we wanted to give you guys like the highest quality shit mm-hmm. and honestly these are like
3: you guys are gonna it's get really these nice, and yeah. it's nice
2: and then also like henry just crushed these designs like totally. you, you guys on camera can't see like the back of the hoodie but the back of the hoodie's kind of like coolest part Should oh sure I do a spin?
3: you
0: can probably oh. see mine
2: you can probably see mine good spin okay looking yeah. sketchy yeah. Nice, on the back nice, dude so yeah you guys know about sketch boy hours if you're uh you know a recurring listener Right. between the hours of 10 p.m. and the later it gets you know the, the more stress
0: it gets day. and then so, the yeah. sun
1: comes up and it just keeps going yeah, yeah
0: exactly so when the when the guys that go to work at 6 a.m when they're going to work you're going to bed right you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> right exactly and then you sleep till like 5 p.m when mm-hmm. they stop working and then you start working yeah we're really gonna... it's just flipping it on its head
2: but yeah you guys you guys have been asking for the merch it's finally out the hoodies were pricing at 68 and the hats were pricing at 35 and we're also doing something super fun where we have a raffle. Tell now, me about it. The raffle tickets are gonna cost $5 a piece and you can buy as many as you'd like. Cheap, dude. What Discount. we're raffling off is a one hour Zoom call with the three rocks.
1: Oh, dude. We can
0: talk about anything, gear, we could talk about whatever, whatever you want. to. Finances, what, fi- finance, yeah.
1: How to date spots on <laughs> yeah. the west side. Oh, yeah, you yeah. keep hitting me up, dude, I got them. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about all sorts of stuff.
0: Everything is on the table and especially I think the biggest thing is Keon getting fed, Yeah, yep. kids starving in the corner I mean, I'll throw him a bone real quick, throw but um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're we really excited and we hope that you guys feel all of the effort that went into these once you have them in your hands.
2: What I also think is kind of cool is like anytime I'm wearing these and once they actually go out to the public, like... Anytime you put this on, like, you got to put this on, like, once Sketchboy hours mm. start, right? Like, you can rock it during the day, but, like, mm. if you're about to lock into an edit or whatever it may you be, like, lock it throw in. this on and you know that somebody else in the rock uh-huh. nation
1: is rocking the Sketchboy hours and you're in it together. You're not alone. Totally, dude. I you're, love you, that. Instead of going to say, I'm going to go edit, you're going to uh, go say, I'm going to go edit too. <laughs> someone else's as well. I love that. huh. Speaking of sketchy stuff happening, what happened to your... <laughs> Tesla. I feel like I've been seeing you driving around in a key lately.
0: No, yeah, so we uh, we had a crazy lady at Chloe's apartment that got bored and thought it would be a good idea to key the Tesla. Um, what she failed to realize though is when you key a Tesla, it's fucking recording the entire right. the entire time. So we got her. She's nice. uh she's going to be arrested. Nice, yeah, really? It's going to be awesome. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's fun. You should and record that I don't, I don't that think too. she has
0: any idea that that's happening. <laughs> How um, funny. so that'll be great. But um yeah, please don't key Teslas and if someone is maybe potentially blocking your spot, you should
1: just leave a note. Let's just not let's just not mess with anyone's cars, yeah. right? That's Costas, a good that's a attest? good one.
0: Yeah, what do you think about that? I think it's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. So
1: if you're listening to this pod,
2: don't steal from <laughs> don't. don't key cars and don't steal because, you know, Okay, so here's what happened. Me and Chase and Keon, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been so excited to go to a Lakers game. Yeah. And also, Chase, I wanted to talk to you about this because I was under the assumption that Brain was kind of like a big dog at the Lakers, right? right? right. And I thought like, you know, he's been holding out on us. We haven't gone to a game. haven't gotten free tickets. And like, I thought we were going to be like courtside, courtside, get into like... Meet you, Denzel. I I tried. Uh And
1: Bad Bunny. I thought we were going to like get to meet LeBron, go in the locker room. Maybe you like the I put in a note for it. <laughs> I asked I asked Costas, I was like, would well, you know which entrance? Because you have the tickets on his phone. He yeah. goes, I think the tunnel. Yeah, right? yeah I tunnel. assume so.
2: It wasn't. And you know, if we were going through the tunnel, maybe
1: we would have like been able to park in crypto.com arena, right. then my stuff wouldn't have gotten stolen. Right. Yeah. Because so. basically we got back from the Lakers game <laughs> to go shoot stuff. Yeah, we're gonna with, shoot the merch. We're gonna shoot the Kostases, merch. Costas had, had what I call full bag. <laughs> he had I think about this, too, because sometimes I'm thinking I'm walking on the street. I'm like, oh, I have full bag right now. Like, I need to fucking lock it up because he had both his cameras, all his G Master lenses, his laptop, his headphones. You had some other stuff in there, probably like a just a wad of cash for some reason. <laughs> Ten thousand cash. And then I get back to the car and we're all walking back and I see like the back right windows open. I'm like, oh, Keon left the window open. What an idiot, dude. It's going to get wet because it's raining. And then I like go to touch it and I just like, I'm like, oh, that fucking hurt. And I realize that it's broken and then there's no backpack there. And that was Kostas' life, basically. Yeah.
2: And I'm just so thankful that this podcast and the other ones that we've recorded were backed up. Yeah, thank God. And I didn't have my hard drive on me. Thank God. If I would have lost the podcast, I would have been like, I was seriously depressed and like, Think about swan diving off that balcony. But you but, don't got to. But you don't, but you be, don't yeah. got to, and we have um, the pod. And here's the thing. I have insurance, so I'm going to be able to get everything back. Get insurance. Everybody get insurance. Good so tip. I use a company called Hiscox. It's all online.
1: It's really good. You serious? I, I swear to God. H-I- <laughs> H- I, I, like, I I, thought I thought was, I was, I was like, like, I did not no, see no, a like, joke no, like, there. No, no. I use the one yeah. called Milf Madness. It's really high quality.
2: Anyways, so that's the company that I use. They're actually really good. I have like an elevated business uh one i don't know it's mm, like more sure. than general yeah. liability i have like fifty thousand dollars worth of coverage Thank just in case ah, this yes. kind of stuff happens like i literally had twenty five thousand dollars worth of gear in my bag all taken Brutal. the person who took the stuff just hit the jack oh, yeah. they had no oh, idea they're, they're, v- they're, they're in, in vegas right now. <laughs> jackpot probably lost it all in on <laughs> one hand <laughs> of roulette um, but yeah put an air tag in your bags because yep. and turn on find my find my on mm. your laptop. I didn't realize you could do that. I thought it was just for iPhones. So air tag your stuff, turn on, find my iPhone, turn on, find my, um, computer and ensure your stuff Absolutely. And, and, and make sure all your stuff is backed up. Yeah. Like I've, I've been not so great in the past and it just so happened literally like the day before, like a hard drive was full. So I had to like back up and put all the pod stuff and all my stuff on other hard drives. But like, back your stuff up because you never know well it...
0: now in a few weeks he's gonna have a great camera that he can show off on on these new episodes you yes. can show the people what you get
1: yeah dude you'll work
0: out and we've yeah. i mean we've been working we have we've had like what two months off and we're yeah. sorry about being off for so long but we really wanted to get ahead because get the, this thing the, the right ro- the rocks are busy rocks you know the rocks busy. are busy and i actually finished up a sound effect pack so if you're Come into on. sports filmmaking and <laughs> you <laughs> want <laughs> and you want amazing sounds those are in the pack as well yeah. you got to go check out the link in the description because they're amazing is over 160 sounds that you can use in your videos
1: i have nothing to sell but i do have in the anticipation Mm. of the fucking sickest season two of all time let's go let's fucking go dude let's go it's gonna be jam-packed what do we expect okay well first of all we had i i a couple like holy shit moments that we've already recorded with some guests that Mm. you're gonna love that i was like i can't believe we're actually with this person right now that was crazy a lot of jokes probably (laughs) I don't know, all sorts of fucking stuff, dude. More content, more content, content. rock talks, yeah. clips, Kian, you know, Kian growing in size, Yes, food, <laughs> bulking.
0: <laughs> he's, getting, he's becoming a bigger rock as yes. we
1: speak. And then I also think that something
2: we've talked about that we want to get done this year is having like our first live event Ooh, and fun. just like nurturing this community that we've mm-hmm. built and continuing to build through season two. And I think just like getting you guys involved in as many ways as we can, but I think like you guys have to, you're going to have to DM us and let us know what you guys think, but like some sort
1: of of live event Mm -hmm. i think would be so cool something we gotta see see faces i want to see some faces get together could be like actual live podcast but a little something something maybe just like a food maybe we just like eat and chat who knows cocktail hour
0: exactly and just shout out to all of you guys that have stuck with us and continued to help us grow the pod you have no idea what it means to us to just leave a review to send us a nice message um and to just tell a friend about the pod it helps grow it so much more than you know so we just want to say thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts and without further ado let's get into season two baby let's go Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode one of season two of The 505 Podcast. Today we welcome two very special guests, Canadian superstar DJs Loud Luxury. We know them as Joe and Andrew around here though. You most likely have heard their smash hit Body, which is ten times platinum in Canada. And if you're a fan of the pod, you know these are the guys that Costa spends his weekends with... Traveling around and shooting those shows. This one has been a long time coming. Joe and Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank Ooh, you yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Hey. Let's go. Welcome. We'll start us off right off the bat with the one-handed crack. I've told you the rules before. The only thing to mess this up is keeping it on the table.
1: Okay. Or using two hands. So what do you
3: mean? Like I have to keep it on the table? No, no. no. So no, that makes yeah. it easy. Yeah. So pop it up off. Yep. Yep. Oh, that Joe,
0: was a- what a great one <laughs> with eye contact. Let me see. Dude. Spin around, Joe. Spin us around. Oh, that That might, that might that be. A be... Andrew, come on. <laughs> Joe, you're getting an eight four to start us off. Wait, Andrew, am I allowed to prime it? No, no, no Andrew, Andrew, now we're, no, we're, we're deducting my, points my by the second. My top is stiff. No, I know. I you act got like it. You never went
1: to college. Come on,
0: come on, Andrew.
3: He got no second hand. Holy oh, 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 shit,
1: Andrew. Okay. Sometimes though, it's just a. Hard- oh. <laughs>
3: That's, that's okay. Yeah, we'll just oh. hire the cleaners later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's all,
1: it's I like that. Uh,
0: that might be the biggest I'm, den I've ever seen in but the, side the of the a The most can. dedication I've ever seen yeah, opening and I, and I like it. A yeah, like lot it. of heart. Andrew's getting a 3-1. Joe. <laughs> I think I said, what I say? 8-6? Yeah. You're getting an 8-6. That was a really impressive way to start a score. kind of scores.
1: He he kinda like job, Jordaned dude. it with the, um, you know, the free throw. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah, held eye contact. <laughs> I would
4: like to clarify that it was rigged against me because I had a stiffer top. Joe glued he, that he, down. Yeah. Yeah. you yeah. in the bathroom yeah. before yeah. we started. It's this all whole, a conspiracy.
0: Before we started this whole thing off. Sometimes love,
1: you do get a can though and you're like, I could never open that. Like there's just, it's... Some are easier to open than others for sure.
2: I do want to say though, before we start, thank you guys for being on. I had... Such a blast with you guys over the past like year and a half. And you guys a year and a half, like did not think I'd be doing this with you guys. And it's been fucking awesome. I I just have to say, thank
3: God you're still here because (laughs) there's been the ups and the downs (laughs) and uh, And I've been worried about you, but you know what? You've stuck it through and you you made it and we're still kicking. Let's go. I baby. love it.
2: But yeah, man, you guys have been fucking awesome.
3: Yeah. I don't know if you guys know the whole picture, but we really put this guy through the
4: ringer. You know, obviously there's a glamorous side of shooting concerts and meeting all these new people and going to new cities, but there's so much crazy stuff in between that you don't really know until you're on the ground and
1: experiencing that. So... Credit to I mean, for sticking through. Dude, I remember before, like I think it was EDC the very first time and we were all just like, you know, it was a kind of a team effort getting <laughs> him out the door. It's like, I got it. But like, uh, uh, I was you, so nervous. You gotta be a
3: special kind of something to do what we do. And there's been times where I've seen him like crack ass of dawn, like 6 a.m., like 5 a.m., 4 a.m. I'm like, bro, are you good? Like, it's yeah, fine. We'll yeah. get we'll get, yeah, yeah. we'll get through this. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. He needs this. He needs to sleep too. I was it's like, we need impressive. to sleep. Oh, he needs to sleep. He needs to sleep. Do yeah. you
0: feel that camaraderie when you're on the road? Of like yeah, your whole yeah, team. Sure. Everyone's like half awake, and you're like, okay, guys. Oh like, yeah, we're yeah. going. Like we're going to the next. You're in the trenches us. at that point. Yeah. Right. like
3: there's no like there's no beating around it. It's like right. you you're all going through that together. Mm. Blood brothers. We should have matching tattoos. <laughs> you should, yeah, what are getting? What's your first tattoo? What are we gonna get?
1: Oh yeah. Know, oh yeah, you've you been talking you about this give this me like
3: my fifteenth, but like I'll yeah. get one. With I, so you. I I'll have always with.
2: had an idea. I kind of want to get like an astronaut falling out of space. Oh, like falling into a loud luxury concert. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of like the first okay, one I cool. want to get. Yeah. yeah. So, Aoki,
4: go. he brands all of his touring party. They all have Dimac no. tattoos, and it's part yeah. of the initiation. You have <laughs> no to get No way. Yeah. Do you guys have a luxury
3: tattoo. I going to make you get Joe. Perfect. Just your face. I've got a little baby one. I got a couple baby ones. yeah i love it i love it you have joe baby face just like on your back that'd be lit yeah yeah (laughs) show the camera show the camera camera. yeah that's great (laughs) um
2: okay i do want to talk about i was over here sunday after a nice little easier than normal weekend run little 5 p.m lobby call was great um we were filming some tiktok content for a new song that you guys are putting out depending on the time of when this is dropping the song will either be about to come out or have come out already And there's a pretty crazy story about this song. It's your biggest collab yet. Can you tell us a
3: little bit about it? Well, when does uh, when does this come out? I think we're gonna put this out in like two weeks. In two weeks? Yeah. Oh, so. on a Wednesday. So. Oh, okay. So it might be around the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, can we talk about it? Yeah, Yeah. I I think we totally can. Well, we started this song three years ago, right when the pandemic happened. So it was a very stressful time. We had gotten a house that we were renting that was way too expensive. That we were like, ah, this isn't going to be a problem. And then the pandemic happened. I was like, oh, this is a big problem. <laughs> and so we we're like, yeah, I guess what do we do? We make music. And then we uh, got together with our dear friends Dubs, uh, and um, they they came to us with a, um, a top line from Kane Brown. And we were we were like, this is insane. Like Kane at the time, he was like still. Massive, but I feel like since then he's gotten like even bigger, which is crazy and then yeah We worked on it for like solid like six months seven months, and then we've just been sitting on it since then Wow, It's pretty shocking because you know
4: We're really proud of how far we've come in that time period, but it takes someone like Kane Brown for example Who's the singer on the song? You know, he's exploded. He's playing literally football stadiums now. So we thought there was no chance in hell that this song was going to happen. I'd fully given up on it personally, just being like, okay, you know, maybe in a few years we'll revisit this. Out of nowhere, we get an email that pops into our inbox at the beginning of January being like, hey, it's Kane's team. When can we put out
3: this song? We love it. We're all in on this. And we're like, holy shit. Like, this is happening, you know? so cool. I pressed the shit out of this record. Like, this is something that, like, for the last three years, I was like, this needs to come out. Or I'm going to sell one of my limbs and then it's going to come out and like use the money for that. Or like, like I'm going to just leak it and then just get sued. Like, I don't, I don't know, (laughs) but like one way or another, this song is coming out because literally like my mom would harass me every day and she doesn't care about my music other than just like supporting me to be like, this song is coming out. And if it doesn't come out, like I'm disowning you as a son. (laughs) Wow. So it's, I felt the heat. Yeah.
4: We've been working together as loud luxury for 10 years we started this in college in 2012 and over mm-hmm. this entire period we've never had i guess what you could say is a big a-list collaboration mm-hmm. before ever and i'm proud of that because it means that our songs have all been driven by just like how good is the song you know what's the voice like but we've never had something where we've worked with someone of this stature so right. to say it's fucking mind-blowing is an understatement hell yeah, yeah and it's fire you guys played it for me it's like
2: it gives me Kind of like Wake Me Up Avicii vibes a little bit with like that classic like euphoric top line and then the classic Loud Luxury production underneath, which is like, it's it's fire. So You were vibing. I, I was. Um, <laughs> speaking yeah. of Avicii, you, I don't know if you were there, but you told me how you got to go to his old house and got to go in the studio. Yeah. Can you tell <laughs> yeah, us that yeah. story?
3: Yeah, so this was funny because I'm pretty sure we were like, touring I don't I think we were doing like Lollapalooza or I I remember it was like something really gnarly where like I hadn't slept for three days and I think I had like traveled in like three countries or something like that but I had gotten back and I had gotten invited to a party and I was like oh god I need to sleep and then I found out where it was and like the person who bought it um, was throwing the party and it was Avicii's old house and I was like all right well I'm 100% going there and it was so funny because like I got there and like some of those like guitar things like like the you know, like the guitar racks were like still on the walls and like a few things were still there. And then I was like, where's the studio? So like I went, I went on because like, it's a massive house. It's like right up the street here, but it's like massive house. And I was like, I got to find the studio. And I go downstairs, I find the studio, and it had got converted into a poker room. So it was a big poker table. Sick studio. Like, it had, like, glass windows. Like, you'd see, like, everything and just, like, like so cool. And there were these two massage chairs. Like, you know those ones that are, like, the pods that you sit in? Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, like, you could, like, blast off into space. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, yeah. literally, I saw those, and I was so tired. And, like, literally, I remember just going and sitting in one. And I had, like, a bunch of friends there. And I think I went through like four or five cycles of the chair, like starting and stopping of massaging me because I was so mashed up from traveling that like literally I fell asleep and my friends were like messaging me off the hook. Like, where the hell are you? And then one of them came and found me and I was like in the chair to like, <laughs> like, sleep, like completely out of it. Oh and I was just like, this is, this is great, like just like nice, nice vibe, it was That's a good epic. vibe to be I'm, in there.
2: I'm sure you guys have found yourself in quite a few situations where you're like, how the fuck did I
4: end up here? Like, yeah. how oh cool. Oh my God. Big the, time. The first time we just, were like, okay, we need to move to Los Angeles so picture this it's like 2013 and we come here and we're like all right what should we do like we didn't have any plan and adrian grenier for entourage of course, mm, of course Vinny chase our guy mm, yeah. um he had done a campus tour where he was like going to colleges
3: meet and greets party and you dj for, for it right it was, no it was for his movie that he was doing he was doing like a a movie like a cult movie tour kind of thing okay and i it and- wasn't aquaman Sadly <laughs> not. James Cameron couldn't <laughs> the funding. I am yeah. Queens Boulevard. No. <laughs> yeah, right? But I, I ended up like uh, doing an interview with him because I did this. I was like part of the school radio and I was like ra- interviewing a bunch of people and I ended up meeting him. And then his manager, who is his cousin, ended up giving me his card being like, if you ever come to L.A., like hit me up. And um, basically, like after that, we had decided to go to L.A. and I remember being like hey well now's a great time so that week was kind of filled with like him sort of like either telling us where to go like "Oh, go to this spot like this is cool and or, or like come to this party or whatever so like one of the nights there was this pajama party like literally in the show and we were going around los angeles being like where the hell do we get pajamas and we were stressed because we were like oh this is like first like la party like celebrities or whatever and we literally found places like that were like $300 pajamas. And I was like, well, I can't afford that. And then we went to Target and all got matching ones for like $7. <laughs> like $7. Like it was so funny. We looked like ridiculous. We showed up to this party and like half the people weren't even dressed up as as like a true LA party. It was, like a <laughs> yeah. theme party and like half the people aren't even dressed up in it. Class. And it was crazy. Like they had like a big like blow up like like a a bouncy castle and like a a huge monkey with like kegs underneath of it. And like, it was actually like a really sick party. Like um, the dude from what is a Euro trip? Scotty doesn't know oh, Scotty Scotty yeah. was there hell, He yeah, didn't I'd know Yeah he uh, didn't know You were banging his van In Sunday. <laughs> <or
1: whatever?
3: laughs> it was like Ellen Page Like a bunch of like And like this is the first time We would ever come to LA Like seeing like Anybody famous So we were just like Losing it And then we had gotten in Like a beer pong tournament And like It was like The Americans versus the Canadians And then we won And it was like A whole thing And like This like really rich dude Was like yeah Like if you win You can drive my Beamer And then like afterwards He gave us the keys And we're like Well we're drunk now So we can't it's sick <laughs> <laughs> when you first
0: like when you first came out here were you like this is the place like we need to be or yeah. oh yeah that single
4: experience like literally you're in this mansion I was still I think in like second or third year of college mm. and Vinny Chase himself rolls in literally in his underwear with two chicks on him literally yeah. living yeah. like he did in the TV show and I was like wow this is next
3: level like he had tighty whiteys on and a leather jacket and he had like two girls like shit. yeah, yeah. I, was just like, I was like this guy's ridiculous that's when oh, we realized that
4: shit was different in Angeles Angeles uh, and we just needed to be a part of it however we could and the even story of how we got to that point was crazy because Joe had this card like we we're saying of the manager and we were like dude we can't just hit this guy up and be like yo we're in LA like let's chill right. like we're two college kids so I, I look up the website on the business card and post entourage, they were doing a bunch of weird avant-garde short films on YouTube, and so the hook emailing him was, "Hey, we love your short films on YouTube. Like, can we just be an extra in like this stupid zombie funny. thing? Like, we're such big fans." And he's like, "Ah oh, man, thank you so much. I'm not filming these right now, but we should kick it for sure." Oh, and we're God. like, "Done." Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, like Joe was saying, he just took us
3: all over Los Angeles, and it's we kind were kind of like, funny. Like he set us up with a couple of places that I'm like. I met some people and like I'm still like v- like best friends with them. This is like 10 years, like wow. literally like 10 years ago. Yeah. Fast forward to today, I have no idea what either of them are doing except if you've been on
4: TikTok recently, there's a really popular Tom Cruise impersonator. Mm. And the it deep, turns is out it a deep the guy that does like the deep fake. Yeah, and it turns out this guy is that him? It, yeah, he's oh, he him? Yeah, he's really a Tom Cruise impersonator oh, and man. he's like has millions of followers and views just being
0: a fake Tom Cruise. That's
4: so funny. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: You can't think of a more
4: L.A. story. I didn't than know that, that. Right. but I'm going to look at this
3: out Yeah, it's
0: so oh, wild. Yeah. That's insane. So you guys have collabed with a ton of different artists, both big and up and coming. So how do you go about kind of choosing who it is that you do end
3: up collaborating with? Like, what do you look for in those
4: Simple, people? Simple, honestly. Really? Just best
0: song, best voice.
4: That's it. And, right? I mean,
3: for the longest time when we came here, nobody really fucked with us. So, like, we would just kind of hit up whoever. And, like, thankfully, being in L.A., there's a lot of people to work with. Right so like we would literally just be like you want to get in the studio and like if they said yes we'd be like cool so a lot of the times it's like just being out and like i like to go out a lot so like i'll meet people and Mm -hmm. just be like oh cool you're here like let's get in the studio and that's usually how it happens or like searching on like like the streaming platforms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like I'll like go in, like go deep and like find somebody and then like try to hit them up.
0: Is the music space really gatekeepy? Cause I feel like in our space when we were getting into it, like in the creative video world photo, like it was in the beginning, very gatekeepy, like people weren't willing to share information. Did really. you find Not, like, no, when you Everything's
4: on YouTube? Okay. No. okay got it's it. just
3: mostly getting the people to respond okay. and like, in a way that like makes sense because it's like that's why i find like meeting people is the mm-hmm. best way because like if you fuck with the person and mm-hmm. you can be like okay like we could probably make a song together but it's like if you meet the person they're like a dickhead then you're like i probably don't want to make right, a song yeah. with you even if you are like huge like mm-hmm. i probably don't want to do that so like yeah mm-hmm. what makes a successful
2: studio session like when you guys go into it, are you like vibe catching a vibe for the first yes. like 15, 30 minutes? It's like a first, date. Yeah. Like a first yeah. date.
3: Literally like sometimes we'll get in the studio and like not even make music. Yeah. And just like hang out. Yeah. Chips and, and salsa. A lot line. of the people that we work with, they don't necessarily
4: understand dance music very well. Like they're people that come from very conventional backgrounds of being singer songwriters so the vibe of our sessions is very different so you almost feel like when you walk in you have to sell them on why they should work with you what your world is about and why that can impact them and it can impact them right like look at sam smith he blew up off a disclosure song look at dua lipa she blew mm-hmm. up off countless dance songs first right right so trying to get them to tr- buy into this idea that you know we can do something that's global worldwide mm-hmm. that will reach audiences you never have before and you can take that and you can do whatever you want with it
1: Mm, and and that's probably why it's so special getting this club with Kane Brown because it's like you already have the establishment you don't need us but you like want to work with us regardless which is sick I think it's just a
3: a testament to the song yeah because like I mean at the end of the day it's like it doesn't matter who you work with because if it's a good song it's, it's a, a good song yeah yeah you know what i mean like the foam's gonna rise up right if it's yeah. not good you then you'll right. know there's like nothing more disappointing
2: than you hearing about a collab that's coming out between like a great producer and like a great singer or something you hear it, you're like man this is trash like i know that there's so much better than this yeah yeah what
3: are
2: yeah. like what are some must-haves in the studio must haves in terms of what, just, what?
3: like coffee, no, just
2: like like, like <laughs> candy.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. how do you how do you be prepared to like walk into that? Because like I I don't know like it's a it's a huge thing what you guys are doing. You get into the studios like all right, you just walk in fresh. There's like no no pre planning or is it, like Joe, you're calling Joe like hey, this is kind of like what our we'll, vibes gonna be tonight. Uh, like, how, you yeah. know what we'll I mean? Plan, like,
3: we'll plan sometimes, but like it's mainly just like making some beats. So we're not like sitting there like messing with stuff on the fly, but okay. like. It depends because, like, you never know who you're working with. And, like, some people are, like, they want to sit and do stuff on the piano or, mm. like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, the studio we have is like, got pretty much everything now. So it's, like, if somebody wants to, like, mess around on the guitar or, like, whatever, it's, like, that's the kind of stuff that we'll need in order to, like, do it properly. And I don't like working in, like actual like conventional studios like the ones that like like the big like studios here like I'd rather just work at home mm. because people will just like come here and like you guys like come here and it's mm. like chill you know what I mean right. like mm. that that's the vibe that I want I don't want to be like pressured to be like if we like went and like oh well we booked mm-hmm. this studio at 1 p.m today and like you guys are like oh where are they they're like 30 minutes late if you guys show up late like I don't really give a shit it's like whatever mm. like we're just chilling at home right mm. to or some relaxed. extent I'm really 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 against cooking
4: on the spot And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that if you go in with no idea of what you're gonna do, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes, at least hours for us to like an idea first. You know what I mean? Like those first chords you lay down, it doesn't mean, oh yeah, that's the song. It's like, we have to be happy with it first. So I think pre-planning kind of like what you want to do is really important, but also being flexible. Cause there's been times where someone's pulled up and been like, you know, you spent a lot of time on something you thought would be something that would click with them emotionally. And they're like, yeah, I don't fuck with that. So then you have to be able to call audibles on the spot, you know? Right. I feel
2: like we can kind of relate that to what we do is like going into a shoot, you might have a shot list or an idea of how you think it's going to go and then you get into the edit and you're like oh this isn't really working or like it turns the final product ends up turning mm. out differently than you originally anticipated right
1: or even like the sun is like oh sun setting like that's way like, sick. I don't yeah. have that mm. shot on my thing yeah, but yeah. like that's going to be cool yeah, it's oh like yeah somehow being open-minded but mm. at the
4: same time coming in with a plan of what we're going to do and if that plan doesn't work out, you know you roll with the
1: punches. Mm-hmm. Can you feel when you're like, oh, this is fucking dope? Like you like know oh, yeah. people are gonna love it. Yeah, like, you for can, sure. Yeah,
3: definitely. You you can feel on both sides. Yeah, like either this is really sick or you're like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah. this> is- <laughs> hey, we yeah. we ain't doing this. <laughs> there's been a few yeah. sessions I've walked out of. I'm not gonna like name names or yeah, say yeah. who. But there's been a couple times where I've been like. Like just, like just like sweating, yeah. like sweating. How, like Andrew, never again. Dude. How, yeah.
0: how do you go about that though? Cause like, I mean, for us, like you're working with a client and like, they hate the video. Like, all right, well we gotta figure this out. So with you guys, you find someone, maybe it doesn't work out. If it doesn't work how does out, that, it doesn't work So like, it, that's just easy. It's an easy yeah, thing in the like, industry that's
3: common. No harm, no foul. It's okay. like, okay, it didn't work out, mm-hmm. whatever. It is what it is, yeah. you know? You asked mm-hmm.
4: an important question though, which is how do you decide what makes the cut? And I think what, any creator can apply mm-hmm. this. And it's as simple as just what song do I listen to over and over again that we make? And I'm sure on the video side, Mm. what video did you cut or an edit that you made that you're like, Mm. man, I can't stop watching that? Mm. You know, it doesn't mean it's a slam dunk every time. Mm. And next thing you know, you're going to be directing the next Aquaman. But there's something there that's special that needs to be heard or seen.
1: Has there been? That's the only metric. Has there been a song where you'd felt like that, where you're like, I can't stop listening to the song, bangs. And then it just like didn't quite resonate. And you're like, I still love that song though. And so I'm going to like, you know?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean but it, it, it's like so hard to tell Like I right. feel that way about this
3: one that's coming out mm. I don't like talking about like songs like that Where it's sure. like uh, like even before they come out I'm not like this is gonna be a hit Like I right. never like saying that But there's ones that I'm like Okay this is like has something I really fuck with it So like I think other people will
4: too Yeah there's some songs that we've put out Where I definitely expected it to do better but I wouldn't go as far to say like, oh God, I was so far off, you know? Mm, right. And those will be the ones where you meet someone at a show and they're like, yo, this is a low key, like a sneaky good one. Like I'm surprised this one didn't get bigger, you know? And there's so many complex factors to what mm. gets big too. So it doesn't mean the song sucked, you know? It's mm. just like, oh, you know, maybe it didn't have the right feature. Maybe it wasn't worked right. at the right time, you know? So you try not to take it personally. Like, mm. oh my God, my taste sucks. Right. Are, are
0: you guys usually like in the morning you guys are working in the studio? Or are you guys nighttime? Kinda like whenever. sketch boy hours is like our little saying for working really late into
3: Sketch the night yes. starts at 10 p.m. and yeah. goes until later i like working I at night working really at night, really night is so uh. good because literally that's my only time where people just don't bother me right everybody's exactly. asleep yeah it's like i don't have to look at my phone mm-hmm. i don't have to be stressed out it's like literally i can stay up till like 6 a.m mm-hmm. and i'm such a night owl that like i can do that but i physically will not be able to function so i try not to do that uh-huh. yeah but like i'll just like work like We have a studio, but I'm not even really in it. Like, literally where you're sitting Mm. is half the time where I am, just, like, on my computer. I have that, like, little, like, lap thing, you know? Yes, 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 yes. I just sit there, and I, like, have my headphones, and then just, like, work on the couch. Because, like, it's more of, like, a vibe for me. Like, Mm -hmm. if you know, kind of, like, I've been doing this for a while, so if you kind of know what you're doing, like, you don't necessarily need a massive studio right. or whatever to like be able to do it you know what I mean yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen countless Fred again
4: interviews and they were so validating because he's like yeah I'm just working on a park bench with like my little apple headphones and I'm using the iphone as a mic and I remember listening to those interviews and be like yeah motherfucker I've been doing that for five years <laughs> yeah. you know like but it was very validating because it was like okay so I'm not crazy for mm, doing that right you know it's like you can cook anywhere oh mm-hmm. yeah you guys were you played me a
2: few others of the demos that you guys have been working on and similar to like after party that you guys just put out like that it's it's loud luxury but like uh, more club like as opposed to like what you've put out previously and you have one demo in particular that's like super sick that's like also that club sound um can you talk about like staying on brand but also like throughout your career elevating and like changing the sound as it goes like you you want to stay on brand because you want it to be like Fans know kind of what to expect when they hear a loud luxury track, but also like,
3: you know, challenging yourself and putting out different sounding songs. I think the main thing is just like when the, the thing that was really challenging when we came here was trying to get a sound that people could recognize mm. us for, not necessarily like a song type of thing. So like the thing was like people could hear a song and be like, oh, these guys made it not necessarily like all the songs sound the same, but it's just like, you can hear like, like Skrillex or whatever, for instance, has these like, he has like the most crazy range of shit that I've ever heard. But there's like little things that he has in there that it's like, oh, he made that. Like, I know what that sound like. So once we actually got that, that was like a big milestone. Cause like we made body and and like, that was a whole thing. And so like, now it's just kind of like, we still have like songs that are similar to that sort of style, but like, mm-hmm. it's always evolving. And does that
2: come into, like, the synths you guys use or, like, certain presets?
3: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yes,
4: yes. One of the best analogies that I've heard of it before is, I can't remember if it was Avicii saying this or someone saying this about Avicii, but it was the idea that he figured out a way to make every aspect of his songs a hook. You know, Mm. like, your drums are their own hook. Your synth is its own hook. The style of vocal you use is its own hook, right? So it's just about making every element of the song Interesting and not phoning it in on just one specific element. So, we try and apply that of just like, yo, are the drums catchy? Like, if you just solo that, are you like, yo, that's cool, you know? And try to apply that mentality to every song we make. Do you guys feel like you did pioneer a song
2: or a sound in the EDM space? I mean,
3: yeah, for sure. Like, once we did Body, there was like literally so many songs after that that sounded like that and had that same sort of style and formula, and like whatever, which is cool. But I think after that, we definitely had something that was like more us or whatever. Like once you have like a sound pack, like if there's like a Costas preset of like video or photo or whatever afterwards, then you know, like, you know what I
1: mean? Loud luxury type beat on YouTube or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
3: yeah. exactly. I'm not saying
4: it was just us. But I noticed once we started releasing our music, suddenly everyone was using pitch down vocals, suddenly everyone was using more like Toronto sounding songwriting of like stuff that was melodic still. It wasn't rapping, but it kind of sounded like, you know, had a bit of like a weekend vibe to it, a bit of a like Post Malone vibe to it, a bit of a Drake vibe, you know, and again, not saying we pioneered that, but I just noticed... That a lot of those songs
0: started coming out once we released our music. How did you guys meet at Western? How did this whole, mm, how did this whole thing, it back. yeah, how, kind of come to be? Like, so,
3: I was uh, the president of a DJ club. Sick. It was like a okay. yeah. no way uh, that exists. <laughs> our no, school's dope, I, I had a DJ club, so I like okay. took it over, mm. and I was the president that this, year. What
0: year is this? Are you freshman, sophomore?
3: I was like in my third or fourth year, and he okay. was like literally freshman or okay. something like that, mm-hmm. and then somebody like one of the guys that was like supposed to plan the first meeting or something like that fucked up and like didn't get the room they couldn't book the room so Mm -hmm. we had to do it at my house and I was like living in this shitty like student house kind of thing like like six roommates Mm -hmm. like all like frat bros kind of thing and I remember the night that we did it it was like in my living room and it was like 25 or 30 dudes like in my living room like all in a circle and there was a storm, and, like, all the power cut out, and, like, it was just, like, not a great meeting. (laughs) Like, I was, like, kind of stressed. I'm, like, oh, God, (laughs) this is, like, I'm starting the year off, like, sick. You're the captain of the club. Yeah, I'm, like, literally the captain, like, running the ship. And then afterwards, I was just, like, kind of, like, talking to everybody, just, like, shooting shit, and then I talked to Andrew, and we were, like, talking for a minute, and he was, like, oh, I make music, and he was, like, one of the only people that I think made music, and I was, like, oh, let's, like, get in the studio this week, And then we literally just got in the studio. And then from there, like, just started making music, like, literally pretty much immediately.
1: Wow. Sick.
4: Then the game plan from there was really simple. We just said yes to, like, every gig that we could just to get the name around. Mm. So, you know, we're playing, like, bar mitzvahs, semi-formals, this bar, that bar, this bar. So, like, no matter what, it was, like, very inescapable. Mm. And it wasn't intentional at the time. But we realized that as we started to release music and actually do it as a career, you know, we had... I don't want to say fans, but we had like a core base of people mm. that were familiar with it mm. that were like, oh, yeah, you know, like mm. I used to go to that bar and listen to them play. Mm. And it just kind of made this strong little foundation for us to
3: build things on. If you dig deep, you can find a lot of the old stuff. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, w- in the beginning, was it the Joe and Andrew show or were you like, we're loud luxury? It was now. the Joe yeah. and
3: Andrew show. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it was, (laughs) no, it was because we were our own things and we hadn't like come to get like, I was already kind of like an established DJ Mm. type of thing in college. Mm. And then he was like, just sort of starting. Mm. So it's like, he would like do his own gigs and like, I would do my own gigs. So like we, our first song was like literally like Joe and Andrew song, like, Uh, like literally it was like not anything. And then in 2012, we were like, okay, we're actually like making like quite a bit of music now. Like Mm. we should probably just like make something happen and then like we made loud luxury how did the name come about
4: (laughs) so what happened was so in high school i started off as a producer so i was making beats you know with a bunch of friends i went to school where like rap was like everything right so i just started making like hip-hop beats and working with um a duo at the time called the 90s and they made a song called "Loud Luxury," which was just about like cars and shit that we couldn't afford. It was really funny in hindsight mm-hmm. that you're like 16, like, like, like <laughs> rapping about like driving Maybachs and yeah. stuff. I rode the bus to school. You know, <laughs> it was just, like <laughs> embarrassing, but I, I thought the name "Loud Luxury" was like super cool. So I just like had written it down into Blackberry at that time, and then we were just brainstorming and like literally had like 20 different names, 30 different names, and that was the one that made the cut
3: just felt like it represented us well honestly there was no thought to it it was like one of those things where we had like i made a bunch of names and he made a bunch of yeah, names, yeah. and then so, i saw yeah. that one i was like that one yeah oh, yeah it <laughs> just it honestly just sounded <laughs> and he was like cool yeah just <laughs> yeah. like literally we're yeah, like what just- is like people are like what does it mean it's like i don't know yeah, yeah it just
4: sounded cool There was no meaning behind it but sounds cool yeah, yeah. Like, it's all yeah, it the does. Like,
0: reason definitely. exactly so you guys are playing at some of the biggest venues in the world right take us back to though when you're in those little bars in Canada do you still remember that feeling of what that was like you oh kind of, like, yeah ever like go back and, and like, at oh that time gosh. it was fun as
4: hell because mm. you know y- you slowly elevate and grow mm. what you're doing but when you're starting off like I'm sure you guys remember your first time that you were shooting content or right. photo or video it or was sh- like or shore bar yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little <whiskey>. oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah a little
3: bungalow action
2: yeah I the bungalow oh, 3110 wow. yeah. 410 honestly
3: I would
4: at that time <laughs> should we run it yeah maybe Maybe. a little back-to-back at that talk. time it's like the sickest thing ever it's right. like playing Candy Crush where it's like damn yo I beat that level what's the next level and the levels never end right. you know what I mean because you have motherfuckers that have made it to the top that are way bigger than us mm. and they're you know like you know the ten Grammys deeper like I need more Grammys I need more number ones you know mm. so you just keep leveling 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 and new challenges await you and that's what makes this so much fun and mm. then
1: how did you know that you could like take it and you're like okay we're playing these little shows like but we mm-hmm. can make a fucking career out of this if I'm not um,
2: mistaken, is there was a snow show that you guys did. Jacob told me about this. That
3: that was a snow show, what? Oh oh Boston. That that oh, was a lot Boston. further on. That oh, okay. was that yeah. was like after we released okay. Body, but okay. honestly taking a career, I just I remember pretty vividly one day, like I I'm, I sat his ass down in my like little <laughs> like my like with this. No, I swear I'm not even fucking <laughs> I'm not even fucking <laughs> with you. Like literally it was in the radio thing like i was doing my radio show and he like came in i was like i swear to god i will break my fucking back if this doesn't work like i will make this happen and then he was like all right and i was like (laughs) fucking let's ride yeah (laughs) yeah and then and then like and then we just did it and like Still breaking my back, but we we're doing it. (laughs) Did you
0: did you like school though? Or were you like when you're doing the DJ stuff, you're like,
3: nobody (laughs) likes school. No, I know. But then you like graduate, you're like, oh my God, bring me back. You're like, please (laughs) bring me back.
4: (laughs) That's that's why when he's talking about this conversation, I was a little bit a little bit less sold because I was only 18 at the point, right? Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life. I always knew that there was this spark of like, hey, we have something to say musically that no one else has to say, and I want people to hear it. Hmm. But like I liked school. I was doing Hmm. actually like decent in school. So, it's also kind of like crazy to just like fuck law school, you know, fuck right. a master's mm. and just move to LA. <laughs> right. But it's the best decision that we ever made. Did you Hell guys yeah. finish? Did you both finish? Yeah, I graduated. Yeah. Oh, no, nice. I did do it for my parents, you know, like they, yeah. they were yeah. kind of to like pay for college. So, I'm like, man, I can't just drop that on their ass. Yeah. As much as that would have been a way sicker
2: story. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. um, besides DJing, did you guys have. Other like jobs to make money. You worked at Little Caesars, if I'm I, not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I
3: was like 18, but like, how was yeah. <laughs> that? It was. I had a lot of different jobs. I worked in like clothing stores. Yeah. I worked in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I worked at Tiger Direct. That's an American company. They had those in Canada. <laughs> nice. um, and that's when I first learned about crypto too. That's when they were like literally just starting like Bitcoin mining, oh, and they were crazy. like using the computers in the store. Crazy. Wish I had. Wish I had <laughs> right. gotten on that trade back <laughs> right. then. Right. I wish I did, but you know it is what it is. And then no, I had a lot of different jobs. And then like the last one I had was in like a like a production house for like hmm. like I would like build studios. Like if somebody needed like a studio or like um like speakers in like a nightclub or like hmm. whatever, I would like do that. But then like literally, our managers were like, "Quit your job and you're moving." And I was like, "What? Like you're quitting your job?" And I was like, uh, "Okay." What
0: point did you know uh, that you should have gotten a manager? Were you guys talking? You're like, yo, there's two people. It landed in our lap, honestly, oh, and no it's way. still
4: the same people that we work with today. I give right. them a lot of credit just because at that time, again, there was that spark of like, we can do this differently and in a special way. But they gave us the confidence to move out to California, to never get a job, because I've just graduated from school, you know? Mm-hmm. So diving into all of this, it just landed in our lap. Like, we were playing in clubs in Toronto, and they're like, yo, you know, like, it would be cool to manage you guys, we have some ideas. And it worked out, thank God. Right. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. And when you guys did move out here, you guys shared a bed. Yes. Yeah. We're, we don't talk about that. <laughs> unfortunately.
3: No, we <laughs> were in a we were in a one bed- bedroom apartment, and the bed the the apartment was like probably room, the size, of, literally the room that we're in yeah. right now. It had uh, it had a living room that was like a couch that was like sort of like a really uncomfortable fold out couch, mm. like super uncomfortable. And one bedroom, one bathroom, and then we had like a little balcony, and we were right like smack dab in Hollywood, like Hollywood and Highland, like oh, right wow. there, yeah, like in the literally too, the too scariest either.
1: place yeah. ever. Yeah. Was that like, do you like look back at that and like nostalgically, like that was a grind? Oh, yeah. I look back at it as motivation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm like I'm never going back to that <laughs> ever again. <laughs> ever again. I'll never forget what was
3: That's really Kane funny. Brown <laughs> song
4: better fucking
3: <laughs> hit yeah, I, yeah, going yeah. Back. I am never doing that again.
4: <laughs> what I'll never forget, which was actually hilarious, was at the same time while all this is going on, we're painting this image back in Canada everyone we left behind, like, man, they're living the dream. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're so, so sick. sick. So, we moved to LA. So like, the now, Toronto Sun, you which know is... I'm like
3: literally like frail and like because I'm like malnourished and yeah. like I'm, I'm making like noodles every day, like literally like freaking yes. like vegetable soup. Oh yeah, so the Toronto God. Sun, which is like the equivalent
4: mm. of the LA Times. Here, mm they hit us up through a publicist that worked at I guess the company that we were working with and we're like hey you know we'd love for Loud Luxury to give a house tour for this se- segment that we do so on the newspaper so embarrassing so, honest to God, so, so we're like how the fuck do we make this house look good and we had our boy who was a photographer at the uh-huh. time so what we did is we took the communal apartment pool uh-huh. and we pretended like it was our pool so yeah. got a bunch of pictures top, top down. like big yeah. chilling in front of the pool like yeah, yeah like Loud Luxury at Dude. their pool and then we got and then we just took a bunch of crazy fish eye things of the apartment so it looked like it was this big ass living oh room my gosh. like super spacious balcony so then we went outside took some pictures of the palm trees yeah. skipped the bedroom LA, obviously LA Farm, LA Farm. yeah yeah and just painted this totally different image Horrible. like Joe you know, saying, meanwhile we were just like malnourished and struggling fighting for our lives <laughs> that is hilarious
2: so okay you guys move out here and you're just like fuck it we're going 100% all in do you feel like that's what it takes and it's yes. necessary to make it in this industry
3: yes
4: yeah 100%. Anyone I knew that had their foot halfway in the door mm-hmm. never amounted to anything, sadly. And th- these are people that are a lot more talented than us. But just the commitment and the grind, you know, the analogy that our managers always make, that they drill into our heads, which is annoying as hell. But it's the idea of, like, yo, if you're on the couch, someone is out there working to, like, take you off. Someone, will, off always right. someone mm-hmm. will always eat your lunch. Someone will always eat your lunch.
3: there's only three ways to succeed, in my opinion. You're either an EPO baby, and then you're <laughs> just set. Uh-huh. You're, like... A savant Like you're like Fucking Beethoven Mm -hmm. You're just like music like comes beams into your head Mm -hmm. or you just like work your ass off those are like the three ways that you have maybe success
1: and you think if you had a nicer apartment or something like (laughs) it was better when you moved here you wouldn't have worked as hard and you wouldn't have gotten probably not (laughs) which Which is why honestly our (laughs) management that
4: we were working with they they were like yeah you know we were happy that like you guys stayed in a shittier apartment and all that because it just made you guys so hungry and you use that as energy Mm. and motivation to work your ass off what year
0: was that that you guys moved out 2015 2015. 2015 yeah Okay I just graduated high school That's yeah. insane
4: Man crypto would have popped so hard yeah. Oh my <laughs> god
0: If
2: only I had just knew a little bit more that's funny. Okay, so 2015, Body comes out, what, 2017, 2018? Yeah, 20, into
3: 2017. Yeah, October 2017.
2: October okay. 2017. And you guys told me that you didn't know at the beginning when it first came that it was
3: like, it's gonna be a smash. Well, bro, how you know, the fuck you don't could know we shit, know, Right. Yeah. i really releasing songs that would get like a million streams, maybe, like if we were lucky. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, like, mm. Think about how entitled you'd have to be to be like, I'm a DJ with no streams, like 10K right.
4: followers on Instagram, but this song is gonna go you know number mm. one here and this and you know mm. all these incredible things are gonna happen that's you're delusional mm. but you must have had a feeling of like hearing the song oh it's like, my Yo. favorite song we ever made yeah i right. remember like working on the studio and i almost felt like i had to puke because it just felt so different from anything that we've been working on but again to expect
1: that to translate into the it something the way it did mm. inconceivable dude really quick i honestly if uh, thank you to you guys so new uh, what was it St. Paddy's Day 2019 we listen to the body as we go to the pregame we and then we i end up at this like sick house first Hollywood Hills house I've ever been to his party body's playing there I like too i remember going. it's banging and then the girl that i got on one date with comes Right? And we like, we drink a little bit and she goes, let's go to San Diego. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. She's like, my friend will drive, she's not drunk. Then we drive to San Diego, devil's the like body that. on the way there. And now I live with that girl like three let's years go. later. Let's yeah. Okay. yeah. Let's that's go.
3: Like, that's that like the best name I've ever I don't support the drinking. And the <laughs> thing, Me neither. I, I didn't know. know. We, didn't we didn't know. We didn't know.
2: That's awesome. Also, I love that. Speaking of Hollywood House Party, you guys had a party at that old house you guys lived at. And this was before I met you guys. And Maddie Balto, who, shout out Maddie, you, like, I guess knew her. She was like, to me. or Yeah, we know her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one of <laughs> yeah, Taylor's friends. Me, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So me and Josh, who I used to DJ with, uh, we were good friends with Maddie. She's like, yo, you wanna come to, like, Loud Luxury's house? And me and Josh were like, fucking, yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we go, and we go to this house, and I'm like, we in the hills? Like, we're at <laughs> Loud Luxury's <laughs> house? And I walk into the studio that you guys had, cause I had to pee. And Andrew, I didn't meet you that night. I walk in, there's people chilling in the studio. I go in the bathroom for two minutes to pee. I walk out, nobody's there, Joe's just chilling there. And he was like, what's up, man? I was like, no, I was just, I was peeing, like, I wasn't doing anything in here, like, I'll get out. He's like, no, man, you're good, like, you're friends with Taylor, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, cool, man, nice to meet you. And then I told you that story and you're like, was I nice or was I a
4: dick? Cause it could've gone like one of two ways. Like- <laughs>
2: In this, in this that, show, you're not wrong, <laughs> but in,
4: I'm glad I was very nice to you. In this pandemic era, because just we had nothing to do and no idea what was happening, And you're so stressed, hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. It's going to work out. But you're like, man, what if the world goes to shit? We never tour again. Right. So we were just partying way too much as a coping mechanism. And it was wild. Yeah. And I'm glad you got to experience it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like that anymore. Party was lit. Party was lit.
2: <laughs> so then you guys
3: put out body. How far into it? A year. Like a year? Yeah. It took a long time. And it was like one of those things where it's like, if you look at a chart, it went like this, like, just like that. Exponential. Like, just like, yeah. Was and it? Yeah. The oh. snow story that Jacob was talking yeah. about, that was like, we got a favor to play in Boston. Basically, like it was like, we, we didn't like think we were like super worthy of like big shows or whatever. And then we got the show and <clears throat> it was like a fucking blizzard, like literally like negative 30, like like really shitty weather and i was like oh fuck well we're screwed like nobody's gonna want to come to this like we're so screwed nobody's gonna book us again and then we played the show it was actually like pretty busy like it was like not sold out but it was like really busy like 80 percent and then we played body and everybody knew the words to it and that was the first time i heard like people like singing it and I was like, how the hell do they know this? I was like, why do they know this? And then it's just like, I was like, this feels like kind of different right now. I was like, there's something about this that's going on. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of crazy. That's so nuts.
0: Wait, so you're you're in this club. Af- after that moment, is it exponential where you're just getting booked no, all the time? No, no, it's just
4: a sign that this is working.
3: Okay. Because, like something okay. was happening yeah. and okay. then like shit mm. started hitting yeah. the fan. Mm. Like 2018, 2019, it was like... We're going from Vegas to Europe to mm-hmm. a festival to this to that to like psh, psh, psh. yeah right. gotta
4: paint a picture for you so mm. it's the weekend after New Year's if you're a club owner you kind of punt on that weekend because you're like everyone's broke and hungover right. and not going out right? yeah, going out. on top of that you have a snowstorm in Boston that the military has to come in and help out with because it's so bad oh my God so they're expecting this to be the worst night of the year. Clubs slammed everyone's singing along to body. It was like okay, we have something here.
0: <laughs> was it like okay, so when this is all when this is all going down, right? You you guys are starting to go on like is it just exponential though? After bo- like after the four months after you guys are doing, it, you're going just a ton of different shows now. Like, what was that like on your bodies and just like mentally having to Whoa just ramp God. ramp up into it's, this, right? So like it's you're, like a you're snowball. playing, yeah. playing one off shows and they're like, like, hey, you guys are going 16 shows in the next two weeks. You're like, wait, what? Like,
3: yeah, I still don't get used to it, but yeah, it's really. like it's like a it's like a snowball rolling down the hill. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like kind of small, and then it starts getting like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. like we had done that. And we were, like, going, like I was saying, like, Vegas to, like, Argentina to, like, here to Europe. But then, like, we also did, in 2019, a bus tour, which was, like, the most psychotic shit that, like, like I've ever even fathomed in my life. It was literally, like, 90 days or something like that. Like, we did, like... 60 or seven i think 70 or 80 shows but then like it's hard to count because we would like do a show and then like do an after party and then like go to another after party and like i was drinking like every night and like at one at one point of the tour it it was literally 20 days straight of shows like literally a different city 20 days in a row like by the end of it i remember like i think we were at, i think we had finished in miami or something like that and we had just come back from 11. And we took everybody on the tour bus out. We were, like, partying to, like, 7 a.m. or whatever and like I just remember being the fountain blue like so miserable like oh my god like my head was spinning like I was eating dessert and like it was like falling on me
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait when you're on a tour are you packing because like you guys gotta be fitted when you play right but on the bus tour is it literally like one little suitcase and you're maybe go buy some clothes in another city yeah Yeah. okay okay that's how it goes
4: (laughs) yeah the thing that you gotta understand about that and this is the reason why Jack Harlow's like on every interview being like yeah I don't drink is because picture yourself, you know, just graduate from college, mm. have this song that's doing amazing. You're going out every night and everyone is so excited to meet you. Mm. Free drinks, attention, this, this, mm. like you can't do any wrong. It's just such an easy trap to fall into. Uh. And then it kind of came to a point where we're like, yo, we're gonna fumble this. Either by burning out Mm -hmm. or just by getting so caught up and lost in the sauce, Mm -hmm. as they call it, that you don't have that drive to do more and do better and beat what you've done. Mm
0: -hmm, That's why you
4: hear these dudes being like, yeah, not drinking. I need to dial in. Like, it's just all about the art. And that was a lesson we learned.
0: Do you stay on like a strict schedule where you're like, yo, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, like we're doing TikTok on Tuesday, you know, because like you guys are at the top of your game, right? And you're only getting bigger Mm -hmm. is and you you just said like someone's there to eat your lunch. Like that's keeping you motivated. Right. Like, do you have a strict schedule right now? Like, what does that kind of look like right now at this current moment?
3: I mean, life is pretty crazy because now Mm. like things are back open and like whatever. So we're like kind of readjusting. But it's like there's so many things as an artist that you have to like focus on. It's like TikTok, Mm. Instagram posts, Mm. photo shoots, videos making music like Mm -hmm. that that you have to find time like doing sessions then shows and then when you do the shows you're like so beat up from traveling and being Mm -hmm. on a plane as costas knows very well now (laughs) and
2: it's a little nicer when uh you're on a life flat, huh? When when you're when, soon, when you're soon, a six-hour flight like this is a little rough. After three hours, of stick studio. with us. A little nicer when you're horizontal, my boy.
3: <laughs> you, you you will get there, my friend. <laughs> Those points are yeah, up. We're get to <laughs> some yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> upgrades yeah, or yeah. Right? yeah, Those points are yeah. racking up. That's funny, but uh, no. And then you also have to like do recovery. Like most people ask me, like, mm. like, what do you do when you're just like on your off days? I'm like, I don't. I'm like fucking recovering. Like literally, right. I'm like going to the gym, myo detox. Like, yeah, like myo detox, like I have like physio, I have like like saunas, like all this stuff cause like I'm so mashed up mm-hmm. from traveling. Just like, not even the shows, like the shows are crazy cause like I'm jumping around, I'm going crazy. It's like a workout, like literally right. I've, I've tracked it. I burn like a thousand plus calories, like a thousand to 2000 mm-hmm. calories per show. So that's like a crazy workout. But then you have to tack on like limited sleep and then also traveling, which sucks. Like right. planes suck. So it's like, yeah, something I've
2: realized is like, I prefer when we drive to a new city as opposed yes. to flying. Like,
1: it's just, it sucks. Driving so much better. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's just like going up and coming, it just like takes something out of you, especially when you do it a lot. It's of everything, of it's yeah. everything. The main thing that I feel like we've changed
4: knowing what our life is going to be like now and it not being as chaotic as it was before. Like, oh, random tour out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of know what to expect is Monday through Thursday or Friday, depending on when there's a show, mm. In bed by 10 p.m. every night, wake up at eight, work out, work on music the whole day, do whatever housekeeping we need to do, you know, like TikTok, that mm. sort of things. We try and live our lives more like a normal person during those weeks. Because if we were like sending it, doing a late night session mm-hmm, and right. never got back to normal schedule, that would fuck with me so him. hard. I still send it. So hard. Yeah, we got to work on, on that. <laughs> um,
2: okay, with body, how far into it coming out did you guys win the Juno
4: for it? A year after, a year, yeah, and that's wow. like the Canadian Grammys, right? That's The Canadian yeah. Grammys was yeah. that
2: just so fucking cool? Well, yeah, what that was crazy. Was, was we got that to open insane. the show as well? Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah. that was like that a whole, performance. That was a yeah. whole
3: thing. That was a whole thing. That was in my hometown where I grew up in, where we Sick. met, where we met, went to school together. We got the fucking um, western or school, um, nice. ghost Uh <laughs> They we got the marching band to come out and like do the performance with us. Oh, cool. we opened the show. It was like insane. We won the Juno. That's so like, sick. It was crazy. We went to our friend's bar that we, like, used to, like, first start DJing in kind of thing, and, like, these are the guys that would, like, kind of bully us around and be like, we're only paying you 100 bucks or, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, like, mess, us, <laughs> like mess us around and shit, uh-huh. and that night... We're like, fuck you. We bought, we bought 70 bottles of Grey Goose or, or like vodka, tequila, whatever. Uh, like we bought literally like 70 bottles. That was like a thing, a point that we were making like a very specific number. And they brought them all out. Like it took every person that worked there to bring them all out in a small club. Like it's like packed, small yeah, club. Uh, and the liquor inspectors came because it was St. Patrick's Day also. Mm. So the liquor inspectors came and then they were like, they're like, we have to take them back like we're so sorry but like we'll give them back after they leave kind of thing so like literally they like took all the bottles and they brought them back and at the end of the night I was like so fired up I was like going to like my friend I was like do you have fire insurance do you have insurance on this place Because i'm gonna rip this motherfucker out and it was like the main pipeline it was like the main because it's all exposed it as the main pipeline i was like doing pull-ups and i was like shaking it i was like i gotta rip this thing like going crazy and they're like no that's the sewage don't do it and i'm like i don't care and like there's like bottles like spilling everywhere like it was like a mess it was crazy it was so
5: that is fun.
2: incredible Sounds electric you put out body it becomes fucking massive it's incredible. I can only imagine it's time to put out the next song. You're like, what do we put out? Or like, do you like, do you have that pressure on, on yourself of like, oh yeah. fuck, how do we follow well, this
4: up? We had five songs back when Body First came out, not knowing where anything would go that we were gonna release. Scrapped everything, literally went back to the drawing board And the ideas that we ended up releasing after they came pretty easily that part wasn't hard But I think the main challenge is just like how do you follow up something that gets that big like that? Like I still feel like you could make something really creative that you're really proud of and really fresh But people are just going to be comparing it to this thing that they made Mm. so many incredible memories off of That no matter what you do, it's going to kind of feel like it's a disappointment And that's why you even see with like DJs that are massive, the next few songs they release after a song that goes crazy, they don't hit the same, not because they're bad, but just because people have put this song on such a pedestal Uh, that nothing can mm -hmm, knock that off, mm -hmm, you know? So that was a hard thing. And try not to take that personally, being like, I suck, I'm not good enough, you Mm -hmm. know, why isn't every song streaming like body? You know, and realizing it's a bit more complicated than that.
2: Yeah. And that's an important lesson. When you guys get in sessions with people, do they come in being like, man, we're gonna make another body today. And you're like,
3: "Mm." Slow down, no, or like no, mm-hmm. no, I don't yeah. care. Anybody that comes in being like we're gonna make a hit, it's just kind of like oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, right. and the thing I'm, probably, <laughs> I don't know, just make a song, like, yeah. just make a song <laughs> yeah. first, and then we, like, we, we also have a
4: catalog. I think that's diverse enough now, where people are like, yeah, I'm just I'm a fan of Loud Luxury, rather than like just oh I'm a fan of this one totally. song you did. Mm-hmm. Let's make that over and over. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know,
2: mm-hmm. they trust us, and that means a lot. And you guys have now gone to a point where you have different residencies at different in different cities. You got Vegas. Miami Atlantic City um, I want to talk to you guys about Vegas a little bit and when you guys were dangerous for- place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, talk about like Andrew you've told me a little bit about going to like a Lil John show and like taking notes of like watching him perform and how sick of a so show good. he perf- like puts on have or- you seen Lil John play Never
1: uh, never in person Only
2: fire. In person. Do it, yeah. he's so fire And then even like we got to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Allegiant Stadium And like I saw you were taking notes of like the production and stuff So like can you talk about being inspired by going to see live music And kind of
4: taking things you see from other live shows and incorporating them into your own What it really comes down to, especially in Vegas And I'm happy you brought up Vegas Is unlike your usual shows Not everyone there is actually there to see you Some Mm. people are there just to get laid. Some people Mm. are there because they're in a convention in town and this is where they've been told to go tonight. So you have to see every performance as selling people, as proving Mm. like this is why you should fuck with us, right? So it has to be the best show possible. That's why we're at a little John show being like, how does he interact with the crowd? You know, what does he say on the mic that's cool? Chili Peppers, what's a moment that they do that's cool, Mm. you know? And we try and figure out a way to put that in our world and make it make sense. Not obviously everything fits, but you just are like, oh, that's something that
3: can elevate our game.
4: And that's all it's about
2: totally and when you guys were first doing vegas you guys were opening up for tiesto a lot is the that the way correct?
3: we started doing vegas was we had a couple of shows that like we basically like drove out to vegas and like tried to like figure it out and like we played a couple of shows and then we had another show for it was wet republic and we were opening for cascade cuz they were like a mutual like basically his manager i first when i first started djing like i've had a relationship with for like forever kind of thing and then they were like oh do you guys want to open we we're like hell yeah and then we did such a good job that after that they were like, "Oh, we want to like bring you guys back." And then like, "Oh, now you have a residency." And then like, it kind of started like that. You guys have told me that like Tiësto's been a little bit of a mentor to you. Is oh, yeah. Correct? He was like yeah. one of the first people to support us, like. Yeah, so he was literally like from the beginning, like cuz even before Body cuz we had a song on Musical Freedom. Mm-hmm. So that and that was like one of the first songs that started doing well for us and kind of started like getting the ball rolling. So he's he's like true OG like goat. Of the ghosts.
4: Let me ask you guys something. As a DJ, let's say you're a DJ and Uh you're like playing all these shows. What do you think your number one career goal is?
0: Oh, shit. My number one career goal. Yeah. Ooh, okay.
2: I personally feel like how can. Okay, are we talking like you got like
4: you just guys? What do like, you think is the most important thing to a DJ in terms of measuring their success? Okay, maybe longevity. Is it longevity? hits? Is it how yeah. much money you made? Yeah, I think
0: I think longevity. Because, longevity. Yeah, exactly. The, the awards yeah. like you get longevity. an award. Longevity. Like, yeah, I'm not
3: longevity. gonna, I'm not gonna out his age, but that guy's been doing it for a long time. Mm. Right. That's why he's, he's so been important doing it.
4: because we've seen people come and go. We've mm, seen people right. that you know have one song and then just disappear. Mm-hmm. He's a testament to success because of longevity mm. because he just finds
3: a way every time to stay relevant you, to stay successful are you gonna go to a tiesto show hell, hell, hell yeah, yeah you yeah, are yeah yeah <laughs> you i'm go. gonna go to a tiesto yeah, show yeah. hell yeah uh, so, so that so if
4: that's the blueprint man you know it definitely doesn't hurt to model your path to what you're doing after mm. someone like that
2: was there a piece of advice that he gave you that you kind of feel like that was like? The most important thing he. Told Honestly, you. like anything that yeah. comes
3: out of his mouth, I'm just like, yes, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> no, because he's like he's he's actually very smart. Like mm-hmm. he's very wise, and he's been doing it for so long. Like he's like he he kind of acts like a kid because he's like very like fun and like mm-hmm. he's very youthful, but like. A lot of the stuff that he said, anytime he like talks, I'm like, dude, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Like, I think his best advice was don't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, he must take care of his body for doing it for that long. You know, yeah, he's, he's like, still pretty- parties. Yeah. He has fun, but he, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like a smart dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Talk to us a little bit about you know your process because- Costas has told me, like, about some of the preparation that goes into, like, your show and how amazing, like, I've seen you guys in Vegas a few times, actually, Mm. before, which is amazing, but, like, he's showing us, like, pictures of you jumping off the stage, like, how much of this preparation beforehand are you guys here preparing? A lot, okay. We make, make, like, all the edits, we're
3: doing, like, the visuals, Mm -hmm. like, we even make, like, some of the visuals, and, like, we have a team, like, Mm. well, like... before every show now we have like the special intro that we do so we have to like go to the show early and like it's not one of those things where it's like we can just like pay a shit ton of money and Mm -hmm. like just like not have to think about it and have somebody do it so it's like one of those things where like everybody's like very involved and like everybody that we work with it's like we're like on top of it and like we're sitting beside them and like saying okay this is what we're gonna do like this is how we're gonna do it Mm. do you know what's sick about a Lakers game Hmm. you go and every
4: whistle there's something new okay we're shooting t-shirts now we have the dance troupe we have this so we use that analogy to explain Mm -hmm. how do you create all these different moments in your show that's Mm -hmm. like okay i'm gonna chug a beer on stage now now the visuals are gonna do something Mm -hmm. crazy like this it's just about moments to keep them engaged Mm -hmm. that are different and unique Mm -hmm. every time
0: how often do you audit this process because it's like you're go 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 when you get back you're saying like you're trying to recuperate your body when like how often in between or like do you go on a run and then you're like okay, let's go back and try and maybe add something or let's we add like something or new every, every show. Every, every, oh, yeah. Every, every, yeah. 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 Like,
3: especially with the TikTok stuff that we do, it's like, okay. Something comes up on TikTok Like every other yeah. day. So right. it's like okay. literally like, we'll make an a uh, edit like 15 minutes before we're yeah. on. Like sometimes no we're like way. kind of late. Yeah. Like, just, oh, just sh- bring the headphones to the venue. Right, and like, it, yeah, yeah. Is that? Oh my sure.
2: God. I do appreciate though, that you guys know your show to where like, you're incorporating new things, but you have moments that you keep in every show. And it makes my life as a photographer, videographer easier because I'm like, oh, I know it. This song, they're going to do this. Or like, this is for that. sure when they're going to be yeah. like both on stage. Or mm-hmm. I know Andrew's going to be on stage or Joe's going to be on stage. They're for sure jumping. And like, I know where to be. You're like, fucking Lemons is coming on and everyone's getting on the shoulders. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. I think that's great because you have things that, you can expect, but also like have also the unexpected. Yeah, we
4: call them the building blocks, you know. It's like there's some things that are sets different every time, but there are some things that yeah. are uncompromising that it's like, okay, this we're going to do in this show to like our song, you know. We're going to do this at our show to this song, you know. And it just keeps some sense of consistency. Because yeah. if it was different every time, it's like, what's the point of mixing it up just for the sake of mixing it up? Mm. Like if it works, it fucking works. Yeah. You right. know? Like look at Converse. They haven't changed their shoe for like 60 goddamn years, you know. Right. right. Was
2: breaking gray goose bottles over the CDJs in Omnia the worst thing that's happened
4: at a show? Not the worst, but that was very humiliating. For so you guys weren't—I I got secondhand embarrassed. So so you so you guys weren't there, and. I, I'm holding up like two bottles of vodka, just like firing up the crowd because, you know, how it works with Vegas is like if the bar crushes it, we get a share of that, yes, which yep. is sick. Right. So like we're kind of low key motivating people to drink, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm clinking two bottles together, just getting everyone hyped and I hit them a little too hard and one <laughs> bottle just explodes all over the CJ. I was just like,
3: oh my God, so no. <laughs> hey, you got nothing to be pissed about. I had to pay for it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done that before, too. Actually, I have probably a scar on my leg. Yeah, see right there? Uh, okay. That That's a good scar. I smashed two bottles uh, of, of alcohol together before, and, like, all the glass just, like, oh. like, and then it sliced me. We were in Montauk, and I was partying way too hard, and then, like, my leg was just, like, profusely bleeding, I don't know. and everybody's like, do you need a towel? I'm like, yeah, you fucking think so? I'm <laughs> like, get me, like, something, <laughs> like... I still played, but it was like kind of crazy. Yeah, oh that was a wild weekend.
4: Yeah, there's been there's been some pretty crazy things that have happened. Uh, one that was really funny just from this weekend because it's already in memory was someone threw one of those little nipple balls of oh, vodka. Jesus Christ. I got hit in the face with and, one it, of them. and it and it yeah. hit the CDJ, which is what plays the music uh-huh. in reverse. So all of a sudden, the song started going in reverse. No, that was for me jump. And-
3: no, that was for me jumping on the fucking. Because I, I accidentally jumped on the decks this weekend. Uh, you were hanging no, on the thing. No, then, he got thrown a bottle. He sugar. got thrown a bottle. He drank it. And then some, some jackass fucking threw one at me, cracked me in the face. I thought I almost chipped a tooth. And I was like, I was so angry in the moment. Like I had to like really hold it back. But like nothing, I just got kind of a fat lip, but like nothing really happened. No, no. So I like let it slide in the moment, but I was just like really pissed off in the moment. I was like... <laughs> Yeah. oh I'm gonna like humiliate a motherfucker right now yeah it must,
4: it must have been a different show then but there there was one time where it literally made this track go in reverse and it's like what the fuck is going on and then you uh, look down and you're like oh shit uh, that, was, that was just me jumping yeah. on him and then, and then another time so this is New Year's right and mm. we did this remix for Nicky or who has the, that song called Sunroof oh. Oh. and he pulled up to our show to perform it with us mm. and as he literally pulls up never had this happen before the speakers in the club straight up died uh. not like our our tech but just the speakers weren't our working. stuff was
3: all working normally yeah. it's our shit that will like stop working or like somebody will like unplug like the one like janky plug that's like it's like if you mm. unplug this like everything mm. goes mm. it was like literally the whole system
4: yeah and so we get up right embarrassing and you know normally sound cuts for like 30 seconds which happens it's like yo how's everyone doing tonight uh, uh, like maybe you start a chant or something yeah, yeah. You know, get everyone hyped up go back to it right but this is 10 Minutes of dead silence where we're like, "Happy New Year, everyone! How are you doing?" Somebody give me a bottle. Literally just getting the crowd I felt like wasted I was at a wedding. in the front. I felt like yeah. I was at a wedding, having yeah. to like talk to uh, like I'm seeing it. it I, I, inside, I was just like, Ugh, just cringing!" Mm. And we were so close to just being like, "Man." sorry performance is done but it worked and we still played our entire set which i was really proud of because everyone that was there like our friends and family everyone's like yo i would have folded like i would have just like been done for that." their whole
3: team was telling us "They're like get off now this is such a bad look and i was like oh i can't do that yeah i was like no like i literally was telling them i was like no i'm not i'm I'm gonna just keep playing like fuck it yeah one thing i respect about you guys so much is like you guys perform
2: so many shows and i know that like gotta be like 50% of them or maybe not quite but like when you're fucking tired and you're like the ah, last thing like you're on a, a five day run you're like I don't want to do another show and you just like have to put on the face and be there present for two hours and put on a fucking show because that might be like the first time somebody's seeing you or they've they, they flew in to come see you or whatever it's like putting on that game face similar to like you know MJ have like Saying, oh, this kid is this is the only game of the year that he's coming yeah, to see me. Like I, I need to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was right.
4: thinking of that as you said that as well. It's just the idea that like it means a lot to someone, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't mean the most to you in that moment. So you have to do it. And yeah. also like we truly love it. You know what right. I mean? Like it's awesome, just like we're social people, meeting new people, mm-hmm. going to new cities. Like you get energy from that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like a facade where we're forcing it all mm-hmm. the time.
3: And that's and that's more motivation not to be mush artists, because like if we have shows that are lit. And like busy And like there's a shit ton of people You get like crazy adrenaline From like going out and playing So I could be like On my deathbed And then like wake up And like go play a show But if there's like 10 people in the crowd You're gonna fucking feel that Right Like like that's a struggle That's like a struggle If It's like a dead show Like in the beginning When we had like a couple shows That were like not so hot Like You would feel that. I'd be sitting there like, oh my god, no, no. no." Jacob, how much time do we have? Yeah, hour and a half. (laughs) It goes in slow mo at that point. Like you're like, it's like plank time. Like you're holding like a plank. Yeah. Yeah,
4: we're very lucky at the point where we're at because. We're by no means one of the biggest DJs in the world, but every show is fucking awesome. Mm. And we have people that are really committed and dedicated that show up and we party with them and have an amazing time. And I come back every weekend just feeling very full, for lack of a better word, you know, feeling accomplished, Mm. excited for what's ahead, but still at the same time being able to be happy and proud of what we're doing. Mm. Speaking of amazing shows. One of my personal
2: favorite shows that you guys have done was Brooklyn Mirage. Uh-huh. Woo! One because it was on my birthday, so I appreciate you guys for DJing my birthday. But um, I mean thousand person birthday party? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, we threw All it like my, my best birthday th- for this boy. Hell yeah. I want to talk about the meaning of that show for you guys because I know that was your biggest headlining show to date. Was that your guys' favorite show you've done?
3: Yes. Mm, I was a good one. I really a have really to good think. One. I really have to think on it, but because it was your birthday, I'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Uh, No, that was a crazy one. But Yeah, like what did that mean to you? I mean, it was just really cool to be able to sell out a venue like that. It's like probably the biggest one that we've done in New York. And it was like sold out. We had like fresh material, like new visuals, new songs. And it was just like a crazy night, you know. Yeah, you know
2: we're, Don't get me wrong, played on that we've
4: played bigger shows When Joe was talking about that, one that came to mind Was we played in Argentina for literally like 50,000 people At la, the Lollapalooza there mm. And the whole crowd is jumping the entire time mm. Chanting, like every song was just energy But what was really special about Brooklyn, I guess Is you have everyone there that's there to see you They're there to hear every song that you play Not just like right. waiting to be entertained mm. And I think that's what made it feel different
1: Yeah, makes sense
4: Yeah, that I mean that was... That was crazy
2: also because you don't always have the pyro and the pyro at Brooklyn. It's not just in I front.
3: It like, set me on fire. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was, it was sick. i check your eyebrows after that shit. Is, is uh, there
0: a venue that you guys haven't played yet? Maybe that you're like, Oh, this show is like, we really want to go to this place or a country. Coachella necessarily? if that counts for sure. Okay. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. could
3: do that. Coachella yeah. would be Coachella. nice. Um, I just think culture. I want to is- do, I want to do Europe more. Mm. Oh yeah. Europe is pretty fire to play. Mm. So getting to go out there more and like do some more festivals and shit like that.
0: Do you find that the Europeans are like less on their phone and more just like in the moment at the show or? or it's right? a different vibe. It's really? yeah, it's
3: different music and it's a different vibe, like for yeah. sure. But it's still fun as hell. Like mm. you go to like some parties out there and it's like pretty crazy. Mm. Like we did, we did Corsica, which is like a small island off of France. And like, it was like the club was like, here's a DJ booth. There's a fucking street. Mm-hmm and then like the other side of the, the club, and it wasn't even really a club, it was kinda like a supper, it was really weird, but like the dance floor was the street. So there'd be oh, like crazy. cars coming by, like there'd be like a car, and it'd, it'd be like you're like on the street playing hockey, you'd be like car, like, <laughs> and then like everybody would move, everybody would move, and then the car would go by, uh, and everybody start partying again. That's crazy. That's, uh, <laughs> that's really cool. You guys went to Europe quite a few times
4: just on vacation. This past yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> we're going to go do more Europe stuff. The main obstacle there has just been COVID stopped everything. It's track. We we had so many shows, festivals all got canceled. So starting back from zero in Europe because we're not there as much as America has been tricky. But we'll be hitting it hard this oh, summer yeah. and in coming months for sure. Joe, how was it seeing your family? You hadn't seen in over like 10 nice. years.
3: Yeah, a long time. Yeah, that was pretty fun. A little short, but definitely was a nice vibe to get it in yeah your family's in Italy yeah I'm all like like most of my family's in like the south of Italy that's sick that's amazing you don't vacation much in this line of work that's for sure to vibe or go to many like weddings huh
4: no (laughs) I have uh, I think there was one wedding we made it to in COVID but other than that it's very difficult because you're always working unless we're getting paid then it's a different (laughs) story if we're getting
3: paid to play a wedding then we'll go to the wedding but like other than that like all my friends like all my best friends and everything it's like sorry dude Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I like can't. You we make it up in other ways.
0: You right. talked a little bit about kind of like COVID affecting you as like right. artists. How how did that affect you guys? So obviously, like everything goes on hold. What are you kind of <laughs> thinking of? Or you're like, okay, do we just make music? During it was this a time? trip, yeah.
4: man, because you have no idea where you stand. At least like if you're playing every weekend, mm. this show sold out, or you know this right. show did well. I'm like, okay,
3: I know where we stand, right? COVID happens. Like, where the fuck do we stand? Who are we? At what first, is our trajectory? At first, it was really nice mm. to be honest, yeah. because I was so. Fucking burnt out from like the crazy bus tour that I was like, Well, I could handle a couple months like just chilling and like not doing anything. Like I think I just sat on the couch and played Super Smash Bros for like two months in my underwear. Like hell yeah. Like that's all I did. I just like gave up. I was like, cool. I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing. And then after that, it was kind of like, Okay, yep. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, What's yeah. going on? Where are we getting How- back? I'm getting a little antsy. <laughs> Is that when you guys started doing TikTok? Um, a little bit later yeah. actually yeah yeah we like, did it like a little bit through the pandemic but it was not like anything crazy and then like it started like getting crazier and crazier the and real then. challenge with TikTok
4: when it first came out was we had no idea how to make loud luxury and what we do make sense on tiktok Mm. and and what i mean by that is keep in mind at this time you first download tiktok and it's like someone dancing and Mm. like fucking hitting the gritty and i'm I'm like yeah yeah literally (laughs) renegade i'm like yo like i have no idea how to like make this work for us you know like you know these full like meme funny things like yeah it's kind of us but not really so what we focused on was just sharing our passion for music because i'm like i can't dance better than this motherfucker Mm. but i can for sure you know share new songs mm. that no one knows about right. and that's what really kickstarted us starting to find success on tiktok was just actually just being who we are rather mm. than trying to conform
3: to the platform
0: has and that helped your career do you guys think oh big yeah. time tiktok big time. is
3: pretty big like yeah. It, yeah it gets pretty big reach and exposure and you've got new fans from yeah. fans like people like recognize yeah us and I, stuff. I don't
4: want to say that's everything but we've released less music than we ever have and right now it feels like somehow we're growing our fan base god mm.
2: i think what it is too is like you're putting a face to the name of loud luxury and to the music like yeah that's important oh right. i feel like damn near everyone's probably heard body but like maybe don't know what you yeah, guys for look a while
3: like, or... we were the body guys yeah right like, yeah. it's just like people are like i didn't even know that like are you singing i was like yeah that's me <laughs> you can't tell it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you can't tell by the sweet boy yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yeah, you guys have been at this for a minute. I remember we were at brunch with uh, Blau, and he was like, around year seven is about the year you kind of start to feel like burnt out as a DJ. D- you guys are 10 years in. Nah, we still got time.
3: We're feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. all right.
1: Hell yeah.
2: Hell yeah. Still got some juice? I love it dude Um, Andrew you told me this when is it that you want to get into the poutine business oh
4: nice (laughs) I mean for those that don't know it's the best snack food that can has ever invented fries gravy and cheese, but has to be cheese curds. No mozzarella. No just melted cheddar. None of that bullshit, right? And it is the ultimate drunk food and the ultimate hangover food because
3: it just acts like a sponge and soaks everything up. In I your don't know stomach. if it's the ultimate money generator, but uh, yeah, let's, let's in, stick in to Canada. music in Canada. In Canada, absolutely.
4: In Canada, where <laughs> people know it. <laughs> Next in to the, a college uh, town, maybe. Yeah, yeah. a college rip. town, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> move back to that one bedroom. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: No, I'm downsizing, folks. I'm good. I'm going to share my passion for poutine with the world. I but love that. We got a lot of music to release before then, you know? Hell That's yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Hit him with the last
2: one. Yes. Okay. We always ask our guests this. You've given good advice to like up and coming DJs and all that kind of stuff. And we've gone through your story. If you could talk to your guys' 18 year old self and have a conversation, give yourself at 18 years old a piece of advice for this
4: journey you're about to embark on. What would that piece of advice be? I wouldn't change anything because I think everything that's led us up to this point is there for a reason in the sense that all of these fails and rejections and all that is the reason why we're here today and what's actually shaped this project. So I would just say, just keep going. Maybe stress a little bit less,
3: you know, work your ass find off and have fun. Exactly. No, that's yeah. it. Work your ass off and have fun. There yeah. it is. You do there that. The rest will solve Because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I'm stressing right now. Like I try Now I'm at the point. Where I try to minimize the stress. Just like have more fun, still do what I'm doing, still work, but like less stress. Mm -hmm. Work smart, not hard. Ooh, I like that. Work smart, not hard.
0: There it is. (laughs) So, Loud Luxury is where they can find you on social, but where can they find your personal social media pages? What are those? Go to Loud Luxury. You'll find
4: it, honestly. Okay, I'm there. Everything, everything yeah, it's, it's like just, a pyramid scheme. Yeah. You'll find us. <laughs> you'll that. Find yeah. Just go yes. there and you'll find us and you'll see some like cringy pictures of us. Let's go. And we'll check go. out the new song. Yeah. And check yes. out the new song. Let's Next to you, Kane Brown dubs Three Years in the Making. Let's, Hold go. On. Wow, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Thank Here you, boys, is. so much for Thank coming on.
0: It means a ton. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is... The end of episode one of season two of the 505 podcast. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. We'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Peace.